Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. To subscribe to the podcast, visit streetlevelradio.com and click on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Street Level Radio. Now, Paul here in the letter to the church in Corinth had been talking an awful lot about marriage and the unity of marriage and sexual activity within marriage. And he is going to kind of roll into or bring into the conversation this issue of circumcision. Now, that may seem a little uh, uh, without precedence, but it, it does play because the ceremony of circumcision was also an important part of the Jewish relationship with God. And before Christ came, circumcision was commanded by God to all those who claim to follow him. And so this was a ceremony like marriage ceremony. And Paul now is going to try to uh, combine these two to paint a greater picture. So we're going to begin in verse 17 of 1 Corinthians 7. And Paul says, Only as the Lord has distributed to each man, as God has called each, so let him walk, so I command in all the assemblies. So, on his way into the subject matter, Paul is saying that God has given each one of us special gifts, and those special gifts have come to us through the indwelling Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit inside of us. And he says, in those gifts that we have, we are to walk in them. We're to walk them out. We are to move, act, and serve with the gifts that God has given us that the Holy Spirit brings us. Now, his point here is that this isn't optional. This is rather a critical and innate movement of the church and those within it. So Paul is saying, so I command in all the assemblies. Now, the New King James Version or the straight up King James uses the language, this is ordained. So this version that we're reading here, this so I command, is rather accurate because it gives us a rather fuller picture that Paul is speaking about giving a command or an order. Paul seemed to be, I think, rather prophetic in his edict here because it was as if he knew the hearts of men and he knew their tendency to remain uh, in what I would call the receiving position before God. You know, with my hands out and then not to give anything back to Christ for what he has done. Because let's face it, we are so often ready to receive Jesus as Savior, but painfully reluctant to let him be Lord of our lives. We often fail to grasp the fact that by becoming a Christian, we are actually joining a people at war. To sit on the sidelines, well, that's not only dangerous and counterproductive, it's also shameful. And ultimately, it manifests our hearts our hearts of disbelief, our hearts of selfishness, our self-centered spirits when we do that. The exercise of our gifts are not to be contrived, they're not to be forced. We are not to respond to constraint or some sort of backdoor legalism. Our service to God is to come from an overflowing spirit. It is to be a reflection of our love, our commitment, and our loyalty. And so all that we uh, do for God all the stuff that Paul's been talking about as far as marriage and unity and, and body and, and sex, all this is to be a reflection of our overflowing spirit. It's not going to do any good to kind of just suck it up and do it out of duty. 
Now, going on in the subject that I began today to speak about, he says, was anyone called having been circumcised? So he's saying, did anyone come to Christ already circumcised Jewish circumcision? He said, let him not become uncircumcised. Has anyone been called in uncircumcision? Let him not become circumcised. Because circumcision is nothing, Paul says, and uncircumcision is nothing, but what matters is keeping God's commandments. So, you see, gang, upon receiving Christ, I know that many times we feel we need to dramatically change our external circumstances and do it like right now. But we need to know that real and lasting change moves from the inside to the outside. If we change just the outside only, we're going to inevitably fall, inevitably fail. Our faith is going to be short-lived and then our Christian experiment is going to come to an end. Certainly our internal transformation will indeed change our outward lives. But our external efforts to be someone else is going to have little, if any, lasting effect on who we really are. Paul seems to be discouraging us from making these dramatic changes to our outward being, if you will, upon our rebirth. As a child again, once we're reborn, we need to take time to see what and who God wants us to be. And you know, that's going to take some time because we have to grow into our new skin, gang. The old skin, with all of its worldly marks and scars and colors, it doesn't matter anymore. You are a new person, even if you actually still reside in your old skin. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. So gang, outward appearances mean little, if anything, in the eyes of God. So you can dress like you think a Christian ought to dress, whatever that means, and you can cut your hair in 1950 short, you can get rid of all your tattoos and take out your piercings, but you know what? You're still the same person you are on the inside. And that person is going to come out, good or bad, one way or another. That was a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information on Pastor Tim Dodson or Believer City Church, visit believerstogether.com.